I feel something walk up to me and one of the horses puts his nose right on my heart and presses it right on my heart and holds it there. Welcome to another episode of The Orphic. My name is Alyssa. I'm an astrophysicist. I have my PhD and I'm interested in understanding the consciousness of the universe and essentially how consciousness overlaps with astrophysics and just physics and the physics of this. I just said physics like 10 times in a row. It was like three times, but just how mathy, just how nerd. (laughs) We we said that in the other, uh, like a few episodes ago too. But it's right. You call me a nerd as much as uh, it's necessary because it's true. Just like the (laughs) physics of consciousness. (laughs) Just that's what I. I just need to know. So just the physics. The physics. I need to know the physics. Let's say it five more times. The physics of consciousness, and. Yeah, I just, I really, I really want to know the next layer under everything that is being studied already and the the layer under uh, the current astrophysics that we have. And I think we're also kind of long overdue for some new theories and some new expansive theories that get outside of the box. And that's what I want to do. And that's what I want to think about. So if that sounds cool, please give me a follow on Instagram at interdimensional.astrophysics. And who are you? Hey, I'm Michaela with Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. I don't really care about the physics. <laughs> Rude. Just kidding. I do. But uh, Alyssa knows more about that than me. I just listen. Um, yeah. So I'm here to activate the ripple effect of healing across the planet or be part of it as we step into this new age into this new time into this new paradigm um humans are evolving in our consciousness we're learning to heal ourselves to truly heal ourselves and to heal our children forward 40 generations back 40 generations i think it's even more than that now quantumly Uh, and through that we're healing the soul of mother gaia we're healing each other we're moving into this new time and I'm here to be a support and guide along that process. Yeah. So through that, doing uh, shadow alchemy and energy medicine and being here to always continue learning and evolving my consciousness and learning how to be here as a human in a human body on Mother Gaia yeah, yeah, that is where we are. Uh, yeah, I, and we do talk a lot about the ascension and, and this evolution and consciousness. And then, you know, I try to, to I'm trying to figure out the astrophysics of what is happening with this ascension and why the earth is raising in frequency and what's going on. And so I'm always trying to understand the method to the madness of this massive epic of time that we're in on this planet. And it's it's wild. A lot going on yeah yeah and i'd say i'm trying to support that shift so more of us can move into that shifting of the awakening and the ascension as mother gaia shifts yeah 
All right, so let's do some deep breathing and let's calm the fuck down and yeah. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. If you're able to close your eyes, place your feet flat on the floor, hand on your heart, and let's breathe. Let's take a deep cleansing breath in, filling your lungs all the way at the top. Pausing at the top, and when you're ready, letting it go, releasing. With this next breath, I want you to imagine breathing in beautiful white light energy into your body. Just taking a deep breath in now, filling your lungs all the way to the top, pausing. And with the pause, direct that beautiful white light energy into a space in your body that feels like it could need it. Maybe it feels tense or heavy or dense here. And when you're ready, letting it go. (sighs) Breathing out. (sighs) Letting go of everything that's ready to go. Taking another cleansing deep breath, filling your lungs with that beautiful white light energy. Pausing at the top, sending that energy into the pieces of your body that are asking for it. Letting it sit there. And when you're ready, releasing anything and everything that is ready to be let go from this space, releasing it with the breath. On the exhale, let it go. And when you're ready, slowly and gently bring yourself back into this space. It was a nice little white light charging session we got there. Yeah. <laughs> Always good to just put some put some white light on it. Put some white light on it. Just put it on it, you know? Anything that hurts. Just have you tried white light? <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, I hope that you. <laughs> so this this episode is a uh, continuation of uh, more of Michaela's training stuff from Eagles Eye Ranch. Definitely, probably some really great stuff in here. So I not hope probably. You, There's yeah. some great stuff in here. <laughs> I, I said probably. <laughs> there's gonna be some great stuff in here so i yeah hope you hope you enjoy this episode we were supposed to go to center of the universe and i'm really disappointed that we weren't able to go because apparently there's a bridge that was washed out so it'd I think regularly be like maybe a two, three hour drive away from where we were. And the bridge was washed out. You're going to need to elaborate. (laughs) What do you mean? The center of the universe? I don't really know. But apparently there's this place near us that is the center of the universe. And people like monks from around the world travel to come to this place to be in this vortex of energy, which is the center of the universe. And it's in Canada, two hours from yeah. you? Should we go when I'm there? Yeah. <laughs> what? Maybe, um, 
you can cut this piece out or it doesn't matter, but you maybe talk to Lucia and see if she would go. Maybe we could go with her or something. Maybe you guys can go when I'm not there too, but I would love to go. Wow. Okay. So center of the universe. I like when you said that, I completely thought I was just accepting for it to be an astral destination. I was like, all right, so you guys were supposed to travel to the astral no. center of the universe. It's like in the map up in the mountains somewhere, I think. I also was thinking the same thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. center of the universe? I'm like, damn. Cool. There's also something else there that was supposed to be cool. But yeah, I was really looking forward to that. Uh, I think, though, maybe in the fall time, uh, myself and two other girls that were there are going to try to plan a trip for us to go. Because so I guess they have like little Ooh, cabins there cool. that you can like stay in. Oh. and stuff so i would really like to feel this like center of the universe uh there is there is a there's a ley line intersection that's supposed to be kind of a vortex spot in lake louise did you know about this no not really brandon there's one in Okanagan my brother-in-law too. showed me. oh really like yeah because so since i'm actually when we release this i'll be in canada i think um Yes, yeah, since I'm going to Lake Louise and Banff in that area, there is apparently some ley line intersection at Lake Louise or right right in the Banff area. So it is, uh, I know at least that part of Canada should be an energetic vortex of sorts. But okay, interesting. Center of the universe. Okay. There was a bridge. Yeah, that was washed out. So <laughs> we weren't able to mm-hmm. go there, which I was really disappointed about. But I wanted to mention that because something about going to the center of the universe sounds really cool yeah it does um goals and then this other day we went to one of lucia's friends that had alpacas so instead of alpacas are so yeah i mean they have such an interesting animal for sure yeah, they're very interesting. They're, they're very like... interesting. But they're uh, like horses in the way that they're very, very sensitive, even more sensitive than horses. And so uh-huh. the energy that they create around them, too, is just this very like high vibrational energy. And that's why people are like so called to alpacas and like them so much. So we did part of our sessions and part of our just like seminar at uh, this place with the alpacas. So we kind of like debriefed outside and chatted. And we also brought the tuning forks there and then did ses- sessions with each other on the tuning forks in the presence of the alpacas. And they just kind of like mm. chilled with the apa- alpacas. And this lady's place was called Hather, Hather Alpacas, which I found interesting. And I only knew that because I seen the writing on the side of her car. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she just is like, an older lady and she just has like a lot of alpacas and she just lives there with her alpacas <laughs> she just has a lot of them she does like a, i don't remember how many she said she had like maybe 30 maybe maybe more maybe 40 maybe 30 that i could be wrong i don't remember but there was a lot and so i think she started out with four back in the day and she just loved them so much and then she was breeding them and they kept having babies so now she's like no more breeding because she has so many alpacas but they it's just Mm -hmm. like it's this really really 
peaceful energy too that was really palpable while you're there like we were all just like very quiet and like calm in the presence of these alpacas and that was something i definitely Mm -hmm. observed looking back on it too because then we'd go, go back to the ranch or back to regular life and just realizing like how just like calming the presence of the alpacas were Mm-hmm. And then we got to go like stand in the field with them. And that was interesting too. Cause they're not really like, they're so cute, but they don't really like to be touched. So like yeah. horses or something else might like to be petted, but they don't really, but they're kind of curious. So we're like just standing very still. But if you like make one little move, they're like, and they look at you like that too. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 they're funny. <laughs> But so I was just like standing there. <laughs> yeah, they are. And then they started to like surround me and they're like all around me. And I'm like, what were they saying to you? Because you can communicate with them now. <laughs> or were they not? Were you talking to them? I wasn't really. I was kind of just like, hey, like I was kind of just like thanking them and stuff. And but the lady next to me, because they were they were, I think they were more coming to her. They were like surrounding because mm-hmm. I was by there. And she's like looking at me. She's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. But they are very mm-hmm. close. Like one kind of tried to like nibble like mm-hmm. on my arm. And I'm like, hey, but you have to be very careful. Cause like, it was funny. Cause the lady said, she's like, if yeah. you uh, feel uncomfortable or don't, or whatever, she's like, just wave your arms and they'll be on the other end of the pasture, which is so true. Like they just like spook like so easily. But so this, so this lady yeah. beside me, she's just like, really just like kind of staring at them and like looking at them and then she's like she's like i'm having a conversation with them about the environment i'm like oh that's interesting (laughs) so they had come to her to tell her uh things about the environment and things she needed to speak on about the environment and they're just like all like walking up surrounding her it was very fascinating huh (laughs) so they had a message for Mm -hmm. her okay and then we did the, uh, uh, we got paired up again and did the tuning forks there as well on each other. And then, yeah, that was pretty cool. But yeah, just the alpaca energy was very just like calming presence. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Lucia brought her grandson with her too. He's just like a little guy. And he was like running around and stuff, but then we're all sitting debriefing and he was just like sleepy and everyone was just like very calm, just like mellow energy. So that was interesting to feel into that too and how like the different animals or the different different sentient beings can create that like that vortex of energy or yeah. that that energy that in that space. What would you describe the dominant energy of the horses to be if there is one? calm power that just came to me um also calm like but not but just Mm -hmm. a just a different all it is is just different it's a different type of energy from the alpacas Mm -hmm. to the horses and i mean also at the ranch it's like the horses like because there is like at, at the alpaca farm there's like like 30 40 alpacas like there's a bunch of them and mm-hmm. at the ranch, there's like three horses, and then there's all of us, yeah. and then there's the dogs, and there's some cats, and like so it's like, I mean, I would say the horses are very much upholding like an an 
an energy, but there's everything else in there too. Um, yeah. Still very, like very, very high vibrational at the ranch, but just in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, I went and seen the alpacas. And something else that was really interesting, because I mean, I've talked about before how I have really crazy dreams, but I was mm-hmm. having very interesting dreams while during this too, like during the nights. And I remember when we started, one of my dreams was I was all of a sudden like out in on like an African uh, savanna somewhere. And I walked up to this like pool, this big pool of water. And in the middle of this pool of water, there's like this like rainbow kind of circle that's like swirling. And in my consciousness in the dream, I knew that this thing swirling was a portal. I knew it was a portal and I was very conscious of it in the dream. And I was having this thought in the dream too of myself. I'm like, do I go and touch this portal? Do I make contact with it or not? But since in since I was so conscious that it was a portal, I was like, but I don't know what's on the other end of the portal. Like, I don't know the unknown. So it's like, I, I do have the option. Like, I have the choice to go do that if I want to. But do I want to? And just be kind of being no, like aware that if I do that, I don't know what's going to happen next. Like, I don't know where it's going to take me or where I'm going to be transported or what's going to happen. It was very interesting. So it's like this rainbow swirling. That's my mic. (laughs) That's such a cool concept, though. The fact that you, the fact that you saw this portal and in this dream and you were like, whoa, I don't know what's on the other side. Yeah. That's really interesting and so i was observing this portal and then i looked like above the body of water and there was like only as i can describe it is it seems like there was kind of ghosts like there was like spirits above the water but they were like Mm -hmm. animals like there was like a deer and like her fawn but very like kind of like that ghosty and there was like a rainbow and butterflies but it all looked like that kind of that white wispy yeah just like the energy of it like the spirits of of those things were like hovering yeah and so that was really interesting and then i remember like turning to the side and i had um a lion that was like walking up to me that was like approaching me and i was like wow and then far out i looked far out on the savannah and um lucia was in like a ranger like one of those like rangers that they take (laughs) out in africa like just like driving in it and like i think that's where oh yeah yeah, where it ended but i'm just like what is the symbolism of Mm. that dream like it was like a portal through this i feel like we did this so sorry this was a dream that you had during the time that you were uh in within this yeah. five days container yeah portal to wherever this training is bringing you yeah and i did bring it up to her and asked her about it and she told me to look up adam's calendar and i still need to mm-hmm. look into that further 
and what that means. But it was just, it was a very interesting dream. So I, uh, I shared it with the group and it was actually right before I started that it was probably, it was probably like Mm -hmm. the night it was, it was the night before that I came to the first day of linking awareness adventure that I, that I had that dream. Mm -hmm. But just very interesting. And then another dream I had during that time somewhere was I all of a sudden was in this body and I was walking across this like white sand in the desert. And I just knew that it, we were in Egypt somewhere and it was a big group of people. And we were all just walking, like trying to get across this like desert, like just like walking across it. Um, the sand was very like silvery kind of white from like the sun hitting it, like kind of glistening and sparkling. And I just over and over in my dream kept hearing like the phrase, uh, Pharaoh, let my people go. Hmm. Powerful. Yeah. And like, and this was a dream too. Yeah. See, this is, my life is weird in the way that (sighs) my memory, my real life and my memories and my dreams and then like my i don't know like going into uh meditations or visualizations like sometimes it all meshes together and i'm like or like my remembrance or past lives and i'm like what's what like yeah i know i can see that yeah it's all blends together so that was another dream that oh and then and then i remember um the sand had like scriptures like wrote written in it really wow yeah it was crazy and like the sun was just beating down and it was like just like so hot Mm. yeah it was wild yeah very biblical i mean literally very biblical and like yeah it's also Mm. something i feel like you would know about like with your guys's religion like that's also a pretty big story yeah i was gonna i was gonna say like if there's any story that i know because of passover and stuff it's like pharaoh yeah (laughs) pharaoh and letting the people go and i was like oh that's the most that i know about this is jewish is that even in the bible no i'm jewish (laughs) by trade technically uh that's a bible story is it okay i thought so I'm not good with the Bible. Um, just so int- yeah, yeah. That it's a Bible story as well. And when like I don't know, do you have Moses? Do you talk? You guys talk about Moses because he was like Jewish. Uh-huh. Yep. Isn't that yep. so? Yeah, he parted the yeah, sea. yeah. So that's in the Bible too. Isn't that so interesting though? Mm-hmm. Like just like religion and because people would say like jew like the judaism and like christianity are like so separate and so different religions but then yet yet we're talking about these fundamental stories that exist within both of them yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i don't i don't understand any of the differences in the religions for the most part yeah (laughs) like and i don't really believe in the differences but that's just a me thing with religion, yeah that may be but... like an episode for another time to dive into that because yeah, i have yeah. my own um uh, i guess thoughts on that as well but anyways it is really mm-hmm. interesting so that was another dream that i had 
Yeah. And then um so the one day we did muscle testing. We practiced doing muscle testing. And there's a lot of different mm-hmm. ways that you can do muscle testing um or you can use like a pendulum and all these things and there's this one guy there who is actually the partner of the very beautiful lady that did the Sananga drum journey in the Hape with me. And he was there, but she was not at this time. And he has a really cool uh, mushroom company, like a microdosing company, like a very mm-hmm. high vibrational one. They're working really hard to make these different blends and like for so like in different types of microdoses and things that are just like there's the functional yeah. versus uh the medicinal and so he mm-hmm. over the time that we were there he spoke a lot about this too and we would have a lot of conversations about like what the mushrooms are doing for the brain right now and for just like the neural pathways in the brain and reconnecting them and and like just all this cool stuff and, and how the mushrooms are like wanting to work with us and what they're capable of and what they're activating. And we had a lot of really interesting conversations around that, which is really cool. And I would love to have him on the podcast sometime. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that would be super cool. I also still have yet to get in touch with him because I had a conversation with him about ADHD specifically, because he says that's also something Mm -hmm. he's, um, I guess navigated in his life. And I kind of expressed to him, like, this is something that I navigate and I don't want to quote unquote fix it. I want to, you know, Mm. put it in the perspective of utilizing the gift of it, but utilizing that so I can be in like a flow state rather than feeling like this piece of me is like blocking me or like making things difficult. So we talked about yeah. microdosing for that and about different blends and things that would work. So I'm going to reach out to him again to see. And then I would like to take an actual real serious microdosing journey. Because uh, I've I've like microdosed before, but not like consistently because there's different types of uh, right. schedules and stuff that you're like you're meant to go on. Mm-hmm. So so yes, I'd like yes. to find a blend for me and then try it and see how it goes and then speak about that on the podcast because i think that stuff yeah like it builds in over time um or yeah there's there's a there's a extent of microdosing that is supposed to be like cumulative over time or if you're taking it for a certain amount of days in a row and i've experienced that i've i've had i've had kind of yeah experiences with that and it definitely does compound and i've had like you know, similar, like on the fourth day, like all of a sudden I kind of reach a new level of detachment mm. in a healthy way. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And that's something for me to yeah, figure out a bit more because like there's different schedules. Like some people take a day on a couple off a day on a couple off. And then some people do it where you're mm-hmm. talking about worse, maybe like five on and then they take like 10 off or like, so right. trying to figure out which mm-hmm. works best for me. Cause I haven't really done it consecutively. Like, consecutively like that and i feel like that might be the best way for me but anyways i'd like to talk to him about that Mm -hmm. but he was there we had a lot of interesting conversations about these mushrooms and what he's doing and he brought us some samples of some new blends that he was making uh functional and medicinal so so while we were doing the muscle testing the assignment was we're going to muscle test ourselves for which uh mushroom or which uh blend we're going to take after 
that mm-hmm. was really interesting because we both got a pack that had a few different ones in it. So the blend that he brought that was the medicinal microdose was 150 milligrams. And there was two of those mm-hmm. capsules in there. And then the functional one, I don't remember exactly what was in there, but I think like reishi and like more of the medicinal. It was like, it was supposed to be the exact same blend without the psilocybin, without the microdose in it, without the medicinal mushroom. Mm-hmm. And so Lucia would go around and we would practice our our uh, muscle testing and she would just place them like on our chest and we would just, and like our bodies would tell us which one we were going to take tonight and how many we were going to take. And that was Ooh. very interesting to go to through too, because some people are like, yeah, pumped up. Like we're going to take mushrooms. Um, and this is a microdose, but, and some people are like, mm-hmm. like they're anxious. Like they're like, they're like, I, I don't want to, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going to happen. So there was specifically mm-hmm. one girl that like she was trying to do her muscle testing and nothing was really happening. So Lucia's like feeling into mm-hmm. it, feeling into it. And now they're now they're going deep. They're going to release something. And a past mm-hmm. life of hers got brought up when she was uh, she was a medicine woman or a medicine person like picking things out foraging and she one time picked something and she tried it because she tried she was a person who tried it for everyone in the community first like because she was the medicinal person but then she like tried everything and she tried it and it killed her wow yeah so they released that block or she they she herself i guess released that from herself let that go and then after that her muscle test worked properly to give her the answer of what her body was asking for her to take that day what exactly do you mean by the the muscle test is that just like a purely like intuition thing or is there like is there more of a physical process to it so like what does it mean exactly um, have you like your sister would do muscle testing in body talk so mm-hmm. have you done a session means, with her <laughs> No. That's so crazy to me. I don't know why you don't do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know. We just haven't. Because I'm so interested. Like, I would love to hang out with her and talk to her about body talk. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's when, I don't know, you, you use a piece of your body to give you a yes or a no answer. So there's different ways that you can do it. That's why some uh-huh. people use a pendulum. There's also the sway test. Like people will have, I'm sure you've heard of that. Oh, I think I've heard of this one where you have to, you have to go like, you have to align with the magnetic field. You have to align your body in a certain direction, north or south. And it's like, you ask, maybe it's not the same thing. What I've heard of that is like, you have to be facing a certain cardinal direction, like north or east or something. And then you ask your body a question and then like it'll sway forward. for. It's basically yes, that. I haven't heard no. of the like part the about um, aligning yeah. in a certain direction, oh, but that could be true. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. And that's only one example. Like there's a bunch of other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so like Lucia was showing us different examples like this either strengthens or weakens my body and just like or like yes or no and feeling into. So you ask your body like kind of like show me a yes, show me a no type of thing. And then you feel into that. And then, so then we were doing that with the mushrooms 
asking which blend we were supposed to take. So some people were getting the microdose uh, and some people were getting just the functional ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that was interesting too, to watch people's process through that because of some, some people, there was some fear that was being brought up and kind of bubbling to the surface. So also, also working through some triggers and some anxieties or some feelings around that and to connecting like with that plant. Um, so then, however, for me, it gets to me and I got to do the microdose and I'm like 150 milligrams. Like, it's like, I'm not going to feel it probably. I'm probably not even going to feel it because like I've taken 125 milligrams before I've taken hundred milligrams before just as a microdose. And usually most of the time I don't feel that like not as far mm-hmm. as like, maybe you'll feel a little bit of like an enhancement or like a mood booster, but not like a feeling it is like high or like really feeling it. Yeah. So I got this 150 of this blend and then um, the guy who has the mushroom company, he had some chocolate also. And I don't, I don't know how this came about, but the chocolate came out and I got, I ended up getting a piece of chocolate. I probably asked for it. And it also had 150 milligrams in it, but it was a different type of mushroom. It was called penis envy. So yeah, yeah I've heard of that. Which is, mm-hmm. yeah, for anyone first, first hearing it, it's a funny name. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, we're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> it is a funny name. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, so I've taken the first blend, which was like this new yoga blend that he was making that I think, I forget what was all in it, but I think it had like cordyceps in it, golden teacher, blue mm-hmm. lotus, um, some other things. So it was like this new blend. So I take that and then I'm like, well, do I take the chocolate? I don't know. And then I muscle test myself and ask to take the chocolate. And so I took the chocolate, but then I started to feel the micro, the microdose already kicking in. And I'm like, oh no, like I feel this microdose, the first 150, like way stronger than I thought I would have. Like, I like, like I like mm-hmm. if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to drive right now. Like I'm actually like really feeling this, which is crazy mm-hmm. for 150. And this is and so yeah, I don't know. I don't have a concept of the numbers. You've microdosed like, before, yeah, though, haven't you? You have. Yeah, I'm not good with numbers okay, in the physics, that girl. Sense in the, I know. <laughs> I'm not good with like the milligrams, the grams, the ounces, and making sense of them. Like if I tried, I could, but like it doesn't stick in my brain. Like those those numbers and that stuff, it never That's sticks so for anything. So I'm not really is the good same with, way. Like if it comes like, to like cannabis, edibles, cannabis too. I'll be like, cannabis, I'll be like, oh, this is like 20 yeah. milligrams or something. Like, do you want to split it? And he's like. He's the exact same way, or I'll just be, I'll be like, holy, I'll be like, that's a (laughs) hundred milligrams. I'm like, that's crazy. Like you're going to die. Not, not actually die, but like, I'm like, that's crazy. And he's (sighs) like, is it? And like, he like, doesn't, he's the same way. He just like, doesn't (laughs) register. Yeah. It doesn't like, it's like, I'm sure that if I tried to like get some frame of reference on it, like I could, but it just nothing. It just, I'm also, I could get confused with grams, milligrams and ounces and it's, it's a whole dyslexia of the numbers in that sense for me for some reason. <laughs> yeah. So I'll say like 150 for a microdose is like 
average. It's something that I would feel like I wouldn't really necessarily feel giving my experience microdosing with things before like Bryce and I have gone snowboarding before and taken Mm -hmm. like 300 milligrams where that's just like a little bit a little Mm -hmm. bit more where you're like feeling it a little bit but like still functional enough to snowboard (laughs) but no but like I'm but I took this 150 and I'm like no like I'm feeling it like I'm like I'm feeling it And we did this towards the end of class. So now we're all at the ranch and everyone's kind of making supper and like hanging out. And we're all just kind of like hanging out at this table while everyone has been given, has taken different amounts of mushrooms. Because there's one lady there who's like a shaman and she got, she got a higher dose. So she actually got a decent high dose. And like this lady is hilarious. So she's just like at the table, (laughs) she's feeling it. And she's just like, like she's just like talking and like she really talks with her hands and she's like like just like yeah and she's just in her own she's she's on on her her own own, journey she's on her own journey and we're just observing and like she's fucking hilarious by the way but like i'm starting to realize like and then so then i realize that i'm feeling this after i've already taken the penis envy so i'm like oh so now i have another 150 that's gonna hit me so like 300 which usually wouldn't be that much but there's something about this. There's something about this stuff that's different. And now I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like feeling this. And it was quite the experience for me because I'm watching how these mushrooms seem to energetically really open other people up. Like they're kind of feeling goofy. They're feeling loose. They're just, they're being really expressive. Mm -hmm. And I'm all of a sudden really anxious really anxious Mm -hmm. i'm super hyper sensitive super hyper aware of everything that's going on almost to a point where i couldn't stand being in my body like it was just it was so interesting Mm -hmm. and i had and like and it was just like this i'm sitting there in this group and i can feel this i can feel it coming on in me and how i'm feeling and now all of a sudden i'm like I don't know how to interact with these people or -hmm. what to do. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. I'm so hyper aware. And specifically I had this hyper awareness of like others perception of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just observing that was really interesting too, because like I'm in this place, this where I feel really safe and I trust all of these people, but now I'm hyper aware where I'm just like, if I sit like this and don't say anything, is that weird? If I talk too much, is that weird? If I put my hand like this, is it weird? Like, I'm just like really in my head and I'm just like, holy shit. Like what's like, it was a lot. So Mm -hmm. I got up to go for a walk and go to the bathroom and I walked a little further up the hill and it's starting to get a little dusky. And there's a few other ladies who were enjoying their quiet space and they're just sitting outside of their cabin And I walked by them and the energy is just so calm as it was very like, uh, very high energy down below where we were sitting, like just like lots of jokes, lots of laughing, just like a little like crazier, not in a good or bad way, but just like a little bit more. Yeah. And then, so I walked past them and it's very Mm -hmm. just like calm. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to sit and chill with you guys for a bit. And that was nice. And I just kind of sit in my chair, but I'm still feeling this anxiety like at this point like I'm shaking like my hands are like this 
And I'm also, I'm mad at myself. I'm like, why did you take that chocolate? Why did you take that chocolate? Like, why did you do this to yourself? Mm. And that was interesting too. And I mean, even in that moment, um, there was another lady there who worked through some of her fear of taking it and how she was feeling. And we sat and we held space with her, which was really beautiful, like just sharing in a hug. And then the rest of us just kind of stood around with our hands up and just like really held the energy and like being a part of that was really powerful too. But like, yeah, there's just this like anxious energy that was like running through my body and in my arms and I was just shaking and I had to get up and I told them like, sorry guys, I just got to like do something. And I just had to get up and I was just like jumping up and down and just like shaking it out of me. Like I just had to, like I had to do some type of movement to like move this. Yeah. 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 It was interesting. And then I, and, and I, and at the same time too, I'm like upset with myself for taking that little extra when I'm like, you would have been fine on, on the first one. Like, why did you have to do that? Like, why did you do this to yourself? Mm -hmm. Um, and then also I think kind of like maybe comparing my experience to like, why is this making me mm -hmm. anxious when other people seem to have such a fun time on this? Like, this isn't how it's supposed to work. It's not supposed to make me feel like this. Right. But that's uh, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> what is supposed to, who says, who says, who says, yes, psychedelics <laughs> are, and that's why psychedelics are our teachers that's why they are a medicine mm -hmm. um because mm -hmm. like obviously my experience was my experience for a reason yeah so then i brushed mm -hmm. my teeth and got ready Especially. and went back to my my bed and as soon as i was in my own space i just like bawled <laughs> for like an hour straight mm -hmm. just like crying and crying mm -hmm. and crying and crying yeah. and just like really in my own process where i'm just like Holy sheesh. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm I feel like it was well, what was kind of coming to me but when you're talking about the anxiety um and then saying that yeah, being super hyper aware of how everyone was seeing you, it kind of felt like some return like a yeah, like a safety <sighs> how to put this into words <laughs> like a safety your safety shield dropped like the mirror the, the mirror image mm -hmm. reflection of the comfort that you felt in your in the bubble versus the showing you the discomfort that you feel being seen mm -hmm. outside of the bubble just the extreme juxtaposition of like this is your this is the ordinarily the safety that you feel it while you're in that container around these people and learning these things and in this high vibrational um area and then to just be completely switched back like an instant like showing you the contrast showing you the contrast of what it feels like to then outside of that space feel so alone in your spiritual awakening and feel so judged and feel so uh feel like the only one so just showing you and the fact that it like kind of happens so quickly and within that space it feels like it's something about the contrast there of some kind of mirror mm -hmm. reflection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was an interesting experience for me, for sure. Like, did anything else come up while you were while you were crying about it? Mm, personal things. Yeah. In terms of like the significance. 
Yeah. Mm. And so I think I was just like releasing, but it was also interesting because it's like I waited until yeah. I was in my space to like have that moment to release and like not wanting to do that around others, not saying that I should have or whatever, but I could have. Mm. I could yeah. have if I wanted the support. So like mm-hmm. also to what point am I blocking yeah. out the support, right? That's a big yeah. one. Yeah. Cause you yeah, support is it's we have to be willing to let other we have to be willing to let other people support us. In order, if you know, if we want to, if we want to be supported, and I feel like that's a big theme, or that's that's a big thing that we bypass. Like, there is a step in there that is letting other people, giving people the chance to support you, be willing, being willing to yeah. receive the support. But yeah, so yeah, that was quite. the process that sounds that's pretty intense and so uh the next day in the bunkhouse when we're chatting about everything and just like chatting about anything and everything i just brought up it and i was very honest i was like this is my experience like i was very anxious i was shaking like yeah i don't know like i feel like other people had these really like opening experiences where they're just like being themselves and like that's kind of enhanced like this goofiness and I just felt very anxious and almost just like this like inner just like wanting to restrict myself instead of open myself up and that was interesting too and like uh Lucia kind of just like smiled at me (laughs) and then we talked about it more and she's she has talked about too before how and we've talked about this also how the body doesn't know the difference between anxiety and excitement. Yeah. And so sometimes anxiety in the body, because like us as humans, we just want to diagnose everything and like label everything. But anxiety can be your, because your body knows what's going to happen before you do. Like your body knows this things before mm-hmm. you do. So can anxiety just be, like picking up on a change that's going to happen, mm-hmm. picking up on that excitement. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, that's that's interesting. And another piece of it uh, was also, she talked about the rising Kundalini energy because I talked about the shaking. The, oh, like shaking from yeah. anxiety you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And how that's like, how that's rising Kundalini. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then, and then speaking of the Kundalini, we actually did do Kundalini mostly every night after two. So it was good that I knew a little bit mm-hmm. from you because I was able to follow along a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. But one of the shamans there did kundalini with us every night as part of our like integration and processing and that was really cool and really lovely to do that like in the group space and do it outside and just finish the day like that so we did a lot of really cool mantras Mm -hmm. and just yeah yeah and just like taking all the energy from the day and like ending it that way felt really like powerful like just such a way to like 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seal it all in. Seal yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing. So I spoke about earlier how the owl kept like coming up over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about, I don't know why it came up in one of what, when we were originally talking, but it did. And we were talking about the owl and the owl feathers specifically. And uh, Lucia was talking about how like one of her friends says like, don't have an owl feather in your house. Like, like not a, not a good idea. Don't do it. And they were taught. And I was just like, Oh wow. Like that's so interesting. Why? And there, so I guess like the owl can prophesize death. So a lot of people know it as the owl prophesizing death. So a lot of people are afraid of owls, I guess, which I kind of just came to find out because I've always really liked owls. Yeah. I never knew that. I mean, I could see I could see the owl being representative of something a bit more dark or ominous. I, I could see that. But yeah, I don't think I ever knew there was a correlation between the owl and, and death. And so she was saying, she was like, one owl feather, that's all it takes. One owl feather, that's all it takes. And I'm thinking <laughs> wow, about my altar at home. And I'm like, the only feather I have in my home is an owl feather. No way. That was gifted to me. But you are the walker of the line between life and death. Right? So maybe you're supposed to have it. Yeah, mm. maybe. And that was interesting because I was really in my head about that a little bit too. You're not afraid. You're not afraid. <laughs> yeah. And there was a there was another girl there also, uh, the one that speaks all the cool light language. And she kind of put her hand up too and said, I yeah. I have an owl feather. And so she's like, What do I like? Do I get rid of it? What do I do? I don't know. And I guess she did. She went home and she picked it up and like asked it, like, what do you think I should do with you? And it kind of like fell down onto her like right foot. So then her question to Lucia, she was asking kind of about what the right foot meant with like because Lucia's all of her knowledge of uh, the anatomy and like the energetics of the anatomy and body talk and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember at this time what the answer was to that, but I was just like, I remember thinking like I had a, I definitely had like a moment of fear where I was like, do I need to get this owl feather out of my house? Cause they just said like, it was kind of like mm-hmm. it prof, like the owl prophesizes death. If you have like, there's like a belief around if you have this owl feather, um, it can cause death like in your surroundings or it can cause like all of these things. And I'm yeah. just like, Oh Jesus. But then I felt into it more and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm supposed to get to get rid of it. And I did ask Lucia a question too. I was like, so the owl feather, like, what do, what do we think? Are we, and she said, well, if you ask my friend, she would say, um, get rid of it, but that's just her. But yeah, but it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, just interesting to hear in those different perspectives. But then we, uh, breaked for lunch or for a break or whatever and we came back and lucia has this big owl feather that's as big as her golden eagle feather 
all of a sudden sitting at her desk with the golden eagle feather. And Mm -hmm. I didn't hear all of it, but from what I heard is over the lunch when we were gone, one of the shamans that was at the first uh, linking awareness journey gifted it to her. So it sounded like it sounded like she didn't have it up until that point, though. Like, it sounds like like somewhere in between there, it like came like I don't know if it was physically gifted to her from him or if it dropped out of the yeah. sky from an owl and she found it. I didn't hear the beginning of that, so I don't know. But somehow all of a yeah. sudden this owl feather showed up after we were having this conversation about owls. And over lunchtime, I was talking to the guy that has the mushrooms about owls and like what they mean. And like, yeah, it was so interesting. Oh, wow. And then physical manifestation. Yeah. And then yeah, so now, weird. and so, so then now I Appeared. see. I'm like, oh, it's really cool. She has this owl feather sitting up there with her eagle feather. It's like a big owl feather. Like mine's not that big. And I'm just like feeling into it. And I'm just like, yeah, no, I feel like I'm supposed to keep mine. And like, I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely don't think you need to be. Well, general, you would need to be afraid. But I mean, you know, and I mean, and that was a deeper realization, too, into what is fear and like how fear is just like, I don't know, like an installation of like the separateness from source, like, a yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is installing like, yeah. Installing yeah. The illusion of separateness. So mm-hmm. that was interesting too. And we got these really cool apprentice cards that she gave us that was part of the Linking Awareness Adventure Seminar, which they're kind of like Oracle cards, but they're kind of different. And one of her friends or colleagues actually took the photos that are on them. And the photos are very cool, like very activating, like they're from out in nature, but then they're like, some of them are like, uh, like mirrored on top of each other and like these different types of patterns and ways where you look at them And they're just so intriguing and fascinating. So when you use them, you're supposed to like look into them and see, see what you see and like feel into kind of what's coming up for you. And then there's like a chart that kind of gives you the meanings, but it's like different. Yeah. I've never seen cards quite like that before because they're not tarot cards, but they're not quite Oracle cards either. They're a little different. Um, and so Mm -hmm. one of the, photos i was looking at it looked like an owl <laughs> yeah <laughs> really it did where did hmm. a lot of owl stuff of owl stuff and so interesting and that can mean a lot of things too because then like even if the owl is representing death or prophesizing death like does it always have to be a physical death like death happens all the time in so many different ways and like how can we really even exist without death like we're in constant death and rebirth cycles like how can we grow without death so like is the owl something to really be afraid of is the prophecy of death or the um, representation of death really right. something to be afraid of or is it something for us to 
you know, invite in, invite in as our own mm-hmm. part of our own growth. Yeah, no, totally. I totally agree. It's like, even if it does like resemble or prophesize death or something, it's, you know, if there is a deep trust in, if there's a deeper trust in things, it's, that's not bad necessarily. <laughs> so another healing we were doing, we were doing, or you were doing sessions on one, one another. We were paired up, laying on the table. The horses were around and hanging out or whatnot. Uh, and this one, we got to go choose plants and intuitively get called to a plant that's asking to be picked mm-hmm. and use the plant. And then just like during the session, while we're observing, use the plant on the different energy systems on like the aura across their body just across their body and do that and so I was paired with this one girl again and then when it was time for me to do my session I you know went down into my heart space and I'm observing what comes up for me and all of a sudden I'm walking across the desert again just like in my dream in the sand the sun's beating down and i'm a little bit now it's a less less a little less dreamy and a little more like i'm there and now i'm feeling into like who am i like yeah who am i what's going on and i was a little girl or a younger girl who and it was an orphan and was with just the community of everyone that was walking across the sand. And I mean, it very much was that time of the Israelites or whatever, when they left and they were led. But I just got shown back to that time of that past life. And I guess whatever needed to be released or whatever was released too. So it obviously came up for a reason during that session to move through it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then after that, I was shown, I'm observing another life of mine. And in this lifetime, I'm a young indigenous woman, really young, like maybe like 16 or something. And I'm riding on this horse and this horse is a familiar soul. It's a cash's soul. So the brown Mm -hmm. horse. Mm-hmm. So Akash is in this lifetime with, with me. He looks a little different, but he's in this lifetime with me. And I'm just kind of observing this lifetime. Uh, there was another indigenous boy th- there that like I was in love with. And I also felt like I felt like my soul at this time was really rebellious. Like I wasn't really listening to whoever was telling me to listen like I was kind of like running away from the village and Mm -hmm. always like riding on my horse and like doing things and like hanging out with this boy Mm -hmm. um and then I remember watching this boy get swept up in the river and like taken by the river and like never to be seen again Mm -hmm. and then my and it kind of just like kept going in fast motion of my life so like it was like this lover of mine had died. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But then after that, it's showing me as this indigenous woman. And now I do have another partner and I'm, I'm pregnant now, like I'm older and I have babies and now it's showing me my family life. Like I'm raising these kids and living out on, on the plains and with like our community and just like growing up through my life. And then I get older in this lifetime and I'm an elder and I'm a medicine woman that's teaching the community and now this is a time when the white people the settlers have come mm-hmm. and they're starting to come into our communities and i'm shown kind of them wreaking havoc on our community like people being taken and killed mm-hmm. and fires and they took me so i'm watching this or remembering this where they they took me they took me somewhere And they made me give them all of their medicine or all of my medicine and explain to them what each thing was for and how to use it and how it works. And then they stabbed me in the heart and killed me. Wow. And that was pretty intense. And so as I'm sitting there processing this, this life, this release, just breathing deeply, like just processing I feel something walk up to me and one of the horses puts his nose right on my heart and presses it right on my heart and holds it there. And I open my eyes and it's a cash. Oh, wow. Wow. Who is in the life with me. And like the minute he like touched me and put his nose and also like right on my heart, like not like in the center of my chest, like right on top of my heart. I like just yeah. burst into tears, just like, ah, like, just like bawling. And he's just standing there like for a while, just holding press, putting pressure on the wound on where I got stabbed wow. in the heart, putting pressure on it. Holy shit. That's intense. It was wild. Wow. What a, what a, also like, what a crazy lifetime too. And the fact that like, that was the, the scenario in which it ended, like you being forced to like share your gifts and then like being used for your medicine knowledge and all this stuff. And then just like stabbed in the heart. Oh my God. It's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. <sighs> yeah, there's a lot of processing from that one. Mm-hmm. And that's that was on the last day. So mm-hmm. I ended it like that. But yeah, it's just so crazy. Because like sometimes, you know, it's easy as people to be like, is this stuff really true? Is it really mm-hmm. doing anything? Like just part of the human conditioning. But then in that mm-hmm. moment to have a cash who was in that life with me come press on the place where I got stabbed and put pressure on it. Like, it's like, how do you explain I that? Know. Yeah, no, it's, it's unreal. Like, yeah, how do you stuff, explain like, that? Yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool how this stuff at lucia's ranch and with the horses like it just takes everything that we already talk about like it just takes everything to a new level of in terms of 
involving other sentient beings and then just inviting in this whole other yeah just this whole other level of like confirmation or of of your experiences or just exchanging consciousness with some with these other beings it's just it's really cool how it just up levels everything and it just gives it a richer experience and in this case you know it was just even more opportunity for like for confirmation of things confirmation and and paralleled healing um because odds are whatever souls that were around in general would be part of our soul group and stuff too and and our soul family and so it's um yeah it's like whatever souls you're around and i'm just kind of seeing the fact that you're gonna have other incarnations with them and stuff too it's yeah you know these things need to be rippled across different souls too and across different lifetimes yeah it's pretty <sighs> profound and like that's kind of the, the thing too it's like i'm speaking from my experience and my perception of this but some of like it feels unexplainable like a lot of these things you need to experience to feel the energy and like just like understand because a, it, a lot of it it's like how do you explain that like how do you explain energy I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out the physics of it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that's good that you had that whole release of that lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly it needed to come up. Yeah. So just a lot of opportunity for this healing for us to go into what may be blocking us from our subtle sense awareness um, and releasing that with the support of the group and Lucia and the horses and all the land and the sentient beings that were all around us. Um, and the people too, like I was amongst my soul family when I was there and that might have been the first time I've ever experienced that on that level where I'm not just chatting with one person that feels like soul family, but I'm surrounded by them in this like yeah. supportive container of unconditional love, like this new earth frequency and just really sharing that space with them and meeting them was such an honor. Mm-hmm yeah that's amazing yeah so if anyone's interested definitely check out check out lucia and her work and her teachings or her observation days at linking awareness on instagram mm -hmm. yeah um, i have the i have the linking awareness handle in the description of all these episodes cool so go follow it there yeah. Um, yeah thanks for sharing your experiences with that a lot of really really profound things learned a lot yeah and you're gonna be going to the ranch soon so we're gonna hear more yes. about your experiences so yeah yes. yeah a lot of a lot of ranch talk so hopefully you guys are enjoying it mm -hmm. yeah, um, it's like there's so much to there's so much to bud off of it that it's it's just endless it just creates so many different experiences and stories and stuff so it's just like the vessel of 
of things. Yeah. And so, yeah, with that, um, I would just like to thank Lucia for this container in this space and thank the land that we were on and thank Nova and Lyra and Akash and the sentient beings and all of the souls that I was able to connect with and go through the experience with for holding that space mm-hmm. and just giving gratitude for that. This is so, so special and mm-hmm. profound. Um, and with that too, a quote from the weekend of all of creation is inside of me. Dea Dova. Mm. All of creation is inside of me. That's great. And uh, there's a song by her too that I don't know if we maybe we can or cannot play on the end of this, but that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see. <laughs> or you could link can. it maybe. Uh, yeah, I'll link it maybe. Oh, maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, we appreciate it. And um, if you enjoy this, send it to a friend, recommend it to someone. Definitely give us a rating wherever you are listening. And it would be even cooler if you could write a review. So that would Hmm. be awesome if you wanted to do that. Thanks. Uh, My Instagram is at interdimensional.astrophysics. Michaela. I am at Mariposa Moonchild on Instagram. Please give me a follow and give our page at the Orphic a follow too on Instagram, as well as our YouTube page. You can watch us on there. Actually watch our faces. Yes. Look at us there. And next time we record an episode, we will be in person. Yes, this so, is very exciting for us, guys. Very exciting. Since we've never met before in person, if not, if we've never you met. don't know if that. Anyone, if anyone hasn't, if anyone's new here, we've never met until next week's episode, <laughs> which will be in person. So, yeah. Okay, great. Great episode. And thank you. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.